Hi everyone, Laura here from Tickle.Life, and I am one of your co-hosts of Back to Basics. So before we get into this week's episode, Lulu and I actually had so much fun recording that our episode went way over. So we're going to break this down into two parts. Part one, which is going to be released this week, is going to cover a little bit about the definitions of pornography and talk about some common misconceptions. And then next week, we're going to get into some of our favorite videos and categories. So stick with us. We'll release part two in a couple of days. And uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye. friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.Life, and this is Back to Basics Sex Ed 101. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And today I am joined by my incredible co-host, Lulu Batista, our in-house sex educator. How you doing, Lulu? Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Nice to see you as usual, <laughs> Laura. Hope everyone's having day and week. Awesome. And today's topic is one of my favorite topics to talk about pornography and erotica so we actually have a really exciting special announcement this episode is sponsored by an adult content streaming service called adult time and we are so excited to be partnering with them um yeah i've used it <laughs> um i've used adult time before they were a sponsor i love their content and so i'm just excited to like be working with them this is so cool <laughs> absolutely great stuff Okay, so let's get into defining pornography and erotica. And pornography is kind of a term that everyone thinks they know what it is. And uh, to quote Justice Potter um, from like a Supreme Court ruling about pornography, I know it when I see it. And I'm sure people have heard that quote before. So the, the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition is the depiction of erotic behavior as in piction, pictures or writing intended to cause sexual excitement. Uh, the second definition is material such as books or photographs that depict erotic behavior and is intended to cause sexual excitement. And then the third definition is depiction of acts in a sensual manner so as to arouse a quick, intense emotional reaction. It's a term that has evolved over time and not everything that we consider pornography today um, in the modern age was always considered to be pornographic in the past. Porn that we know today can be found in many different forms like images, film, writing, and audio. So Lulu, what do you think of when you hear the term pornography? I mean, for me, I think of movies. I think of those um, channels that I was supposed to be watching <laughs> at an adolescent age. Mm -hmm. um, bodies, exploration, you know, one thing um, that comes to mind is a good time something exciting to watch something forbidden in some mm -hmm. aspects so cool. <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like the shoulder shake yeah uh same same for me um you know it was like this kind of hidden thing that made me feel good but i didn't you know i was kind of young when i i guess first saw stuff but accidentally or whatever it was but it was like, oh, I kind of like this, but I want to know more, but I'm scared because I know I'm not supposed to see it. And then, you know, as an adult, it like really helped shape 
what I like sexually. So yeah, pornography mm-hmm. can be great. <laughs> great tool. We yeah. like it. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so let's jump into some common misconceptions about porn. And I'm going to start off with probably the biggest question that gets asked about porn, which is, can you be addicted to it? To caveat, we are not doctors or therapists. So if you think you're having any sort of issue, please seek out professional help, like a therapist or a sex therapist, specifically those who do not use an addiction model for treating issues with pornography or sex. We are going to have a dedicated episode to pornography addiction. So this is just kind of a foundation so we can talk about some more complicated topics um, related to this later on. So the research on pornography and addiction is pretty complicated, but there's not enough evidence to suggest that it's comparable to drug or alcohol addiction. It's not included in the DSM-5, which is a handbook that classifies all psychological disorders. Um, And to quote psychotherapist Silva Neves, who wrote an article on psychology today, porn is addictive, wrong. This is another well-known myth based on moralistic opinions rather than science. Pornography, quote unquote, pornography addiction is being consistently rejected from all medical and psychological bodies as there is no clinical evidence of addictive properties to porn. The World Health Organization, WHO, agreed on diagnostic criteria for compulsive sexual behaviors led by scientific data, and has explicitly rejected the idea of quote-unquote sex addiction and quote-unquote porn addiction. There are some other researchers that you might want to look into, uh, and they have pretty entertaining um, Twitter um, Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts, uh, so definitely check out Dr. Eric Sprankel and Dr. David Lay, and both have covered issues related to the myth of porn addiction. And again, we'll go more into their work uh, when we have that larger episode, so... If you're interested, definitely check them out, do your own research, but uh, the the psychological and medical consensuses, there is no such thing as porn addiction. What do you think, Lula? I, I, I mean, I, I feel, yes, I feel like some people get may get a little carried away. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's addiction. I think it's they get consumed. Yeah. Just like how we can get consumed right now with social media. You're mm-hmm. scrolling, 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 scrolling. You just keep looking up, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. I feel for me, I feel in the same similar ballpark. Um, ballpark. So listen, everything has its medium, everything has its limits, and everything needs to be set boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. So there is like stuff related to um, compulsive sexual behavior and pornography. I don't know enough about it to like go into too much detail. But typically, that would be a, from what I understand, that would be a symptom of a different type of mental health issue, like uh, something else is going on that's causing you to engage in that compulsive watching of porn or scrolling through social media or right. I don't know, organizing your bookshelf. Like there's there's a different <laughs> underlying problem. Behavior. Yeah, compulsive yeah. behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a but different again, we're not doctors, right? I'm right. a sex so expert. Like, I'm not a sex therapist. Right. Um, And so, again, if you think that, like, you were using too much porn, it's becoming a problem for you, definitely go seek out professional counseling and they can fill you in. I agree. (laughs) So the next question, should pornography be considered cheating in a relationship? What are your thoughts? I know some people are going to be having their nose turned up and, you know, saying, oh, but 
this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. No. Everybody, if we're in a relationship, we can't do everything together. And we can't watch all our porn together. Listen, for example, I have ones that I just watch solo by myself that I do not watch with my spouse. Because he's not into that. And those things that I like to enjoy to watch. And vice versa, there's certain ones that he watches, not for me. And I don't find any way that you go ahead and watch it by yourself. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when you finish watching it, when I finish watching it, I just want to jump your bones anyway. So it helps. <laughs> I'm not going out to go find, quote unquote, that person or people like that in the um, video or whatever it is I was watching. I just find it entertaining. Mm-hmm. It does only for me. So that helps enhance what I'm doing with my partner. So there's nothing wrong. You shouldn't shame your partner or partners um, for their pornography they don't want to watch with you. If they just feel comfortable, just maybe watching by themselves. Again, it could just be certain ones that, you know, they just kind of want that time by themselves. And that's okay. We should all take time for ourselves. And if mm-hmm. that's what you want to do by yourself, great. If you want to have the dialogue with your spouse or spouses or whoever, then do that. Like, hey, you not watch this. Are you interested? They might say no, but okay. Then I'll continue to do it by myself. But I don't think it's considered cheating. People who do that, honestly, in my opinion, are using it as a crutch to just try to throw daggers in their own happy situation. Where does it have to be? Yeah, I think I would agree. I think there's a an element of control and maybe insecurity that gets mixed up in trying to police your partner's use of pornography. Absolutely. I mean if it, if it's getting to a point where they're you know, it's it's causing significant problems within the relationship, that's something that you need to be talking about together. Maybe going to relationship counseling, mm-hmm. um, maybe having a little bit of a compromise, like that certainly can be negotiated, but to flat out say that my partner watched a pornographic film and now they've cheated on me, I think that goes a little bit to the extreme. You know? Very much agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because exactly how you were saying what you were saying, you know, just because you look at something in pornography doesn't mean that, you know, you expect your partner to be engaging in those activities or that they don't value your relationship. There's a separation between, you know, using um, some type of fantasy to get us aroused versus like what arouses us in real time um, in the moment. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, and, I think and some people, um, yeah. not to cut you up, I think people just use mm-hmm. it, you know, like their form of foreplay, their form yeah. of starting up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe they really wanted to be ready when you came home, whatever it is. So I watched things that I like. So when you came home, I was ready. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's just do it. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, maybe you need to think about how you guys interacting sexually and say, hmm. Maybe we need to incorporate maybe more foreplay. Um, maybe we take our time. Maybe you know, start to look at those things that see why they need this first or why they need this in conjunction with or whatever. However, the scenario is, maybe look at that and say, okay, I can take a note or two from here, but don't shame the person. Don't make yeah. them feel bad. It's like, don't yuck somebody else's yum because really, it can be very enjoyable for them, and you're taking a pleasure and making them feel less than. It's not going to work in any relationship. So don't do it, guys. Don't do it, guys and girls and all. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, I I 100% agree. And again, this is a point of discussion that you should be having with your partner. If anything is making you 
uncomfortable or you want to express how you're feeling about whatever's going on, talk to each other. Um, because the only way that that can have any sort of resolution is if the other person knows what's going on, you guys can come to a solution about whatever the problem is, but that can't happen unless you're talking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know if you don't say. That's just it. Exactly. Close mouth don't get fed. And now, an ad from our sponsor, Adult Time. Launched in 2018, Adult Time is a streaming service exclusively for adults. It is a platform built by fans who believe in a future where mature audiences can safely, securely, and proudly have a place in their lineup for premium award-winning adult content. Dubbed the Netflix of porn by mainstream media outlets, Adult Time offers an extensive catalog of over 250 channels, 60,000 episodes, and 8-plus new releases per day from some of the most recognized studios, including Girls Way, Pure Taboo, Burning Angel, Fantasy Massage, 21st Sexury, and Vivid Entertainment, alongside exclusive original series, feature films, and much more. Adult Time. Porn done differently. Okay, and then lastly, oh no, sorry, not lastly, <laughs> second to last, uh, should porn be used as direct sexual education? I feel like uh, porn can be porn can be used as a guideline. Mm -hmm. I think porn can be used as a conversation piece. It can be used as an inquiry. If perhaps you are interested in trying something new and you kind of didn't know how to ask your spouse for it, mm -hmm. let's watch this porn graph right here. Like, so what do you think about that? Would you be interested to try that? And if so, could we dive more into that? Can we watch other ones and kind of see how it works in other scenarios? Some people use it for that purpose. So mm -hmm. I say, yeah, but you got to know how to break it down. And let's remember, porn magic is a real thing. So not because you saw it on the porn means that you can execute it like that. Because they did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff also. So you still have to do your homework and know what's happening, especially those who like to do a lot of backdoor playing. They'll well, watch it on porn so we can do it. Yeah, no. They do a lot of prep work <laughs> pre mm -hmm. that filming. So just keep that in mind always. Absolutely. Um, there are, you know, pornographic films that are designed to be instructional and educational. Um, Sex Smart yeah. Films is one. Sex School Hub, which I'll actually talk about in a little bit, <clears throat> is another. But generally speaking, pornography is showing a fantasy of a sexual experience. You're seeing a very carefully edited performance of sex that's and not a quote-unquote real depiction of sex. Like um, Lulu was saying, there's a lot of prep work that you're not necessarily seeing you know in front of you on the screen mm -hmm. so you're not seeing awkward moments like reaching for lube or <laughs> using a condom or other forms of birth control <laughs> foreplay you know mm -hmm. real orgasms you know the contract that performers are signing uh mm -hmm. that talks about you know what they what they will and won't do in a scene uh right. the prep work that prepares like such as using an enema for anal play like there's a whole list of different things that are informing what the performers are doing that you just don't have access to that knowledge so most people can't perform all the acts that they see in a pornographic film that's totally fine uh and yeah just to reiterate use it as a reference point or a tool to help you explore things about your sexuality 
maybe to try stuff with a partner, but then you also have to do a little bit of additional research to make sure you're doing everything safely and consensually. Absolutely. I mean, again, like Laura said, there's a lot of different porns who give education. Um, the name escapes me, but I will give it and we will have it in the, in the notes. Um, some of them do very intimate um, teaching erotic massage, you know, mm -hmm. teaching how to be more intimate with your spouse, how to level up with that, you know, and using real bodies. They're showing someone in a film how to do it. So that's very educational, very helpful. Mm -hmm. Teaching you how to foreplay, teaching you how to perform backdoor activities, all those things. So it's not just the, let's just get up and do it. They do have some, if you do your research, you take your time, <laughs> that will educate you and you'll still get that aroused feeling because you're like, wow, I can imagine me and my spouse doing that and, you know, really leveling it up. So yeah, you gotta, you know, do a little digging. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so this is the last question. Um, can porn be ethical? I mean... I mean, when we go to the educational ones, I feel absolutely, I've seen some that's like, wow, you know, taught me something, you know, mm -hmm. um, when you're thinking about toys and, and pornography, they have some educational ones that are teaching you how to properly use a toy, how to properly introduce one to you and your spouse, how to take care of them, how to, so can be very ethical because that's teaching you something, you're getting educational, you're getting arousal, you're getting like a whole package of things and um it's not just one note um, Definitely. it's not just making you feel okay let's do this they have some porn companies that send you the, the video with a package of toys so you can just you know get it together and and, and explore and, and do all that so i think yeah in a lot of different ways what do you think yeah yeah, yeah. porn <laughs> Ethical porn is is definitely possible, and you can be more mindful about you know where you're accessing porn. So there's actually a great video on Adult Time from Sex School Hub. It's called Porn One Hundred One with uh, Lena Bembe, and the idea of ethical porn takes into the account uh, the performers' voices and provides a safe environment for them. So their focus is about setting boundaries so letting the performers decide what they will and won't do on screen having like pre-production meetings yes and no lists um, and it's also focused on consent so if something happens in the middle of a scene production stops and they kind of evaluate you know what's going on ethical porn also includes proper pay community support mm -hmm. and so you know just do a little bit of research you know if there's a studio that you're like really like and you watch consistently you know, see if it comes recommended by performers or crew. Uh, if you notice that there are, you know, you find articles and stuff of performers kind of speaking out against the company and that company doesn't seem to be doing anything to address those concerns, you might want to try supporting a different studio that's a bit more transparent mm -hmm. about their practices. And yeah. also, um, you know, racism. I think that I have heard this. I have been on a panel, you know, with that. And, mm -hmm. you know, some companies may have just done Asian, they may have just done, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, people of color, people of non color, whatever this thing is, mm -hmm. that's also very unethical. You know, everybody deserves a chance. If you're going to go ahead and put yourself out there, why not? Being um, not able to get work because you have kids. I mean, if that's your journey. That's what you decide to do. 
you shouldn't mm-hmm. take that away from me and say, oh, no, we don't want you because of this, you know, whatever. If I'm signing everything I need to do, then do the right thing. Or if I get pregnant while I'm working, I've been with contact with you, you guys let me go. It's not really ethical. I can still work. I can still hold my own. Body got to snap back and all that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, let's be careful with those things. Get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the industry, you know, is uh, not that I'm a performer or anything, but from what I've what I've read and some of the panels well, that I've been to, you're not. <laughs> in another life, maybe. You know, I think that it it is a difficult industry to navigate, but mm-hmm. you know, listen to performers who are speaking out about these things because there are people within the industry that are trying to make great changes to make conditions safe to address issues of racism that are, you know, really problematic within the industry. So, you know, just just be mindful and pay attention to what you're consuming. You know, I mean, yeah. you may not be perfect about it every single time, but most of the time is better than nothing. That's all for this episode of Back to Basics. Be sure to tune in next week for our part two of Pornography and Erotica. Please hit that follow or subscribe button to get notified when new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd leave us a review wherever you're listening to help other folks find us. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email us at podcast at tickle.life. That's podcast with a T singular at tickle.life. And for additional videos, podcasts, and so much more, head on over to tickle.life today. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.